see, before we jump into the review, we're going to kind of move things a little bit quicker today. Uh, I have a feeling that this might be a rather long episode, so I don't want to delay anything. So before we jump into the review, if you want to consider supporting us and you like what we do here, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Support us at any of those tiers and you get access to a slew of extra content, such as two extra podcasts every week. You get to become a creator slash producer of our show and our channel. You get to basically pick what you want to listen to each and every week. Uh, every week I throw up a, a little vote on what they want to hear and they give me their answer. And that's what, that's what y'all hear every, each and every week. So patreon.com slash two game shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, and Lindsay humble. We appreciate y'all supporting us each and every week without y'all. We would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. All right, sir. This is the fourth and final review. How excited are you to be fucking done? With Man, I'm ready to I'm ready to watch some shit that is not war related. <laughs> <laughs> I I started watching um letters from Iwo Jima last night, and I got like ten minutes into it, and I was like, I don't even feel like fucking doing this, and I just turned it off. I was like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna lay in bed and stare at my phone. That's all I'm gonna do. Hell yeah, man! I got 13 hours to finish. I got a little bit left on it, not much. So yeah, next week is our top 10 episode. So how our top 10 episodes work, we've done horror in review. So we have a top 10 horror episode. I have a top 10 90s action episode. And then Christian and I have a top 10 Kung Fu episode. So this is going to be our fourth genre top 10 episode. So Josh and I are going to go through the top 10 movies that we watched over the course of the 30 days of the month. And if we did not watch it, they cannot be in the top 10. You have to have had watched it throughout the month. So you can get an accurate uh, ranking of it. So I believe I have my top 10. I think it's pretty much down pat. I don't think there's any other movies that I need to watch that will overtake anything on my top 10. What about you, sir? You got your top 10 ready to go? I uh, need to make some adjustments to it, but overall, it's pretty much there. I just There's one or two movies I'm like, oh, which one's better than the other? And, I, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, so I think when people, when we go into our top 10 episode, people need to realize these are going to be the top 10 movies that we love. Not necessarily the best in order. I think that's going to be the biggest thing that people have to realize going into that episode. So I'm ranking these which one would I watch first? And that's my number one. Which uh, one that's a good would I watch after that? And that's then, a good oh. way to do it. I'm, I might do it like that. Yeah. So, like, if I decide, I don't know, I'm just going to name two random movies. Like, uh, We Were Soldiers and uh, 1917. Am I going to watch We Were Soldiers over 1917? Or am I going to watch 1917 first? You know, that's how I kind of do my rankings. So... Hmm. Yeah, top 10 in review. We'll finally end that thing. And then coming up uh, the first week of... Shit, what month are we in? July. Uh, first week of August, we got Rambo in fucking review. So excited to start that series. I hope it's not another one of these series where we start it so super excited 
and then it just it just you know falls to the wasteland it's just terrible fucking rambo sir i know be bad i know i'm scared i'm scared man i haven't seen i haven't seen the rambo movies in so long that i'm nervous even a shitty rambo is still a good rambo i don't know man i haven't seen those first three movies in a very long time I mean, I know Rambo's good. You know, the one with where he's in the... Was it Vietnam that he's, he's in? Uh, no, nah, it's a different country, but yeah. So, same kind of general uh, geography. Yeah, yeah. That one was good. I know that one was good. But the others, I'm like, yeah. uh, does, it, does all the other movies hold up? I hope so. Hmm. I've been a long time since I watched them, but we shall see. You eating ice? What are you eating? Yeah, I, well, it was in my drink. <laughs> ah, damn, I didn't know I wasn't allowed to have ice while we talked, man. Well, <laughs> I didn't say shit. Why, why are you so suspect? A guy gets a little parched, man. Damn, he just ate spaghetti. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask permission to breathe, too. <laughs> I can't take these working conditions. <laughs> dude man i swear man i ain't know i ain't know why i got you on here i, I might as well just hang up right now i'm just like this mother- I, I should not have to deal with this bullshit i'm surprised you ain't beating shit around in my ear now, that's normally what you do <laughs> oh i'll beat something off in your ear all right <laughs> <laughs> yes please it's gonna bring out all that wax to the uh to the head as they say hmm <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyways, uh, let's jump into Braveheart. Hey, after you do your, uh, before I give my impression, I got a question for you. All right. All right, so we'll jump into the, the plot, and then we'll get any fun facts. Do you have fun facts to, to give out? No, I didn't. There wasn't that many, so I figured you would cover that. Oh, I got, I got a shit ton of fun facts. That's why I'm scared this, move, this review is going to take like over an hour. Damn. Yeah, so let's jump into it, sir. Enraged at the slaughter of Mur... Mur-, Mur- how-, how do you say her name in the movie again? Murin? Is that right? You asking the wrong guy. I called her Mira. That's definitely not it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy that couldn't even say it. It's Murin. Uh, hey, everybody knows that they can do... Uh, you know, I'm not saying I can pronounce every single name in this fucking world. Go fuck yourself, okay? Uh... Enraged at the slaughter of Mirren, his new bride and childhood love, which we are going to come back to that in the over the course of this review. Uh, Scottish warrior William Wallace slays a platoon of the local English lord's soldiers. This leads the village to revolt and eventually the entire country to rise up against English rule. This movie was directed by Mel Gibson, who has directed... Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, Apocalypto, and Passion of the Christ. This movie had a budget of $72 million, and it grossed worldwide $213.3 million. It stars Mel Gibson, Sophie Marceau, uh, Patrick McGuhan, and Angus McFadden. It has a runtime of a beefy two hours and 58 minutes. Fucking beefy, sir. 
Yeah, man, you said anus and beefy all in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> are we here to review the movie? Or are we here, like, are we reviewing porn? I, I, I was wondering. I was like, oh, this guy's trying to turn me on. <laughs> this movie was released on May 24th, 1995. Now let's get into the fun facts. First off, I want to start off with the Oscar wins and Oscar nominees that this movie had. So it was nominated, so it did not win these categories. Best Original Score, Best Original Screenplay, Best Sound Mixing, Best Costume Design, and Best Film Editing. Now, like I said, those were the categories that they were nominated for and they did not win. Now, here are the categories that they won for. Best Makeup and Hairstyle, which I don't know about that because I looked at some of these hairstyles and I'm like, bro, that looks like fake as shit. Like uh, Mel Gibson's like, hair. Yeah, like 90% of the time it looked like he just got electrocuted. <laughs> it looked like they had like <laughs> it looked like he just got done having rough sex. And he has like that the 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 post sex hair. You know what I'm saying? JBF eight. Oh shit. Uh, best cinematography which I think for its time, it was a, a really great-looking movie. It's aged a little bit, but not much. Like, you can definitely tell that it was from the 90s, but it still looks like a great movie. Uh, I was actually impressed by the time period that it was made and some of the, uh, I don't know, effects and all that that went into it. I mean, shit, 95? I mean, yeah, I mean, there were... there's, some, there's some of these war movies that, were made, you know, after this, and they look complete dog shit compared to this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see, one for best sound editing, and then the best, the big two, best director and best picture. For I think it should have won for. I think it should have won for the score because it was pretty amazing. Uh, sir, I have that on my notes. So uh, before we jump into the fun facts, I, you just brought that up. So I want to I want to quickly talk about the score. Uh, James uh, Horner <laughs> is the one that did the score. Now I'm gonna read I'm gonna read off some of the movies that he's done. He has three of my favorite movies of all time. He has done Aliens, the second Alien movie, Apollo 13, which is a fucking great movie. Uh, he did Titanic. I did not know that. And I mean, that's a big movie. He did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, Jumanji. Uh, the Perfect Storm. And then, uh, let's see. So Braveheart's one of my favorite movies. So he obviously did that one. My other favorite is Mask of Zorro. I think, at, I think that's number two all-time favorite movie as of right now. Mask of Zorro. And then Troy which is also like probably top five favorite movies of all time for me. So he, he's a, he, he has some great scores of some great movies. Hmm, what do you think his middle name is? Hmm. You think it's more James and more Herner. Uh, I, I really don't have a clever thing to, to come back with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting such a question. 
<laughs> I was waiting to slip that in there. <laughs> I bet you were. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, the score was absolutely amazing in this movie. Absolutely love the score. Yeah, so, and sometimes I was like, I need to wear a, a fucking kilt, man. <laughs> right? While I'm while I'm watching this. Like he actually, you know, some of these war movies, I feel like they don't embody like the time frame, not the time frame, but like the 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 location that they're in. And I feel like that would go a long way to making that movie, you know, better or whatnot. Whereas this guy, he brings that Scottish flair to this movie. Yes, totally agree. So let's jump into the fun facts. Mel Gibson initially turned down the role of William Wallace because he felt he was too old for the part. However, Paramount Pictures would only finance the film if Gibson played the lead role. So I talked to you the other day before we watched the movie. I said one of the things that I've always been curious about is that Mel Gibson looks like he's 40, which according to my notes, he was... Oh, uh, let's see here. He was nearly 40. His character was supposed to be in his 20s. So Mel Gibson has always said that he was probably about 10 years too old for this movie. Absolutely agree with you. I agree with him on that. And I brought that point up to you before we started uh, looking into this movie, right? Yeah, well, if you compare it to the uh, Miro. Mirren. And then, yeah, and then that uh, Queen Elizabeth, Isabel, I think it was. Yeah. They're supposed to be about the same age. You, you definitely tell it there. So the, the the thing that's always gotten me is he looks like he's almost 40. She looks like she might be 18, 19 when they get married. He just looks so old compared to her. And I think that's that's one of the biggest issues that I have with the movie is that that big age gap right there. <clears throat> Because you got to think, he's he's at the funeral for his dad and his brother. And old girl comes over there and gives him the flower. And supposedly that's their childhood love, all of like 10 seconds. She's what? What do you think? Like five, six? Yeah, I'd say about five or six. I mean, hell, she didn't speak, so I'm guessing about that age. He looks like he's what? 11, 12? 12 at least? Yeah, at least. At least, because he was doing chores, so. I mean, my kids do chores at my house, sir. Oh, I didn't know you ran a slave encampment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm a drill sergeant, sir. Now that I recall, you did make Maddie sweep your your kitchen floor that one time. Whoa, 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 whoa. I did not make her sweep the floor. She swept the floor on her own accord. See, you damaged her now. I can't get her to sweep the damn floor. <laughs> I mean, my floor, that's all that matters, right? That's it, that's it. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest issues with the movie is I, I feel like there's a huge age gap there, and it's always thrown me off because, I mean, you got out. You probably should not do this, but I feel like if you if you marry someone or date someone that's significantly younger than you, I always picture them like – how old were they when you were 18? You know, I probably should not think that way, but that I just can't get past the age gap uh, issue when there's like significant age gaps 
in people? Yeah, it doesn't ever bother me. I say, hey, I've had it. Well, fair enough. So as long as it's legal. <laughs> right. As long as you're legal now, that's fine. <laughs> so uh King Edwards the first was called Longshanks because he was <laughs> two. That's funny. Longshanks. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. My nickname was Longshaft. <laughs> no, <it's> not. You fucking like somebody else. <laughs> oh, uh, Prima Noctis has never actually been used in the history of Britain or Ireland. It was actually more common in France. Uh, every time, actually, I'll go ahead and mention this since we're already on the subject of it. I have watched this movie dozens of times because this used to be the one one of the movies, the one of the few movies that Dad would used to watch all the damn time when we were growing up and i don't know how you missed that movie and same way i how how did i miss uh tombstone but i i guess i never paid attention to the actual storyline but i never realized what that was until just now which is really weird what was that word again prima noctis the hell is that motherfucker that's what the uh that's what started the whole damn war basically the 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 revolt remember he said uh, that's that's where the uh the nobles can have sex with uh the women on their on their uh wedding night why you ain't just say that instead of coming up with some bullshit (laughs) uh primo octopus Like I know what that is, man. This it's guy fucking here. in the movie. They, they say that in the movie. They called it that. Yes. I miss that. See, I guess I'm not the only one. Now you you did not watch this movie in one sitting. You watched this in what, like 15, 20 sittings? Yeah, that totally fucked me. Totally did. Yeah. So they mentioned this at the very beginning of the movie. They uh. They they did something, and then uh, Longshanks, shout out, said, hey, let's uh, introduce this old tradition where all the nobles get to have sex with the girls on their wedding nights. Yeah, well, I remember that part. I, don't, I just don't remember it being called the uh, Primo Octopus. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, man. Because, you know, when they were in there and they was like, Let's raise their taxes. And they're like, oh, Saya, they already pay for that. And he's like, let's fuck their wives. You know, I got that <laughs> part. <laughs> Excellent idea. Of course, none of them are going to say no. For real. So, yeah, I, I had no idea that was a storyline. And that basically sets in motion the rest of the movie. Had no clue. Let's see. Every time Mel Gibson would yell his lines, his horse would run making scenes more difficult to shoot. So I was actually watching this movie and I noticed every time Mel Gibson was on a horse and he was speaking, he would always have to maneuver the horse back to where they were going. Did you notice that? I did. I thought he was doing that as like a, uh, a show of uh, like sup- superiority or something. I, that, I had no idea it was that. I'm, I'm guessing it didn't specifically say that, in the uh in the fun facts it just said he had trouble 
uh, reining them a little bit, which would make sense because I'm watching. I'm like, God damn, dude, you can't you can't control your damn horse here. Come on. Yeah, now that you come up with that, yeah, I because I was like, I thought it meant something, you know, but nope, just couldn't ride. <laughs> just couldn't ride. <laughs> <laughs> just a shitty horse rider. That's it. Uh, let's see. Mechanical horses were designed for battle sequences. They weighed about 200 pounds and were fueled by nitrogen cylinders. And I think they went up to 30 miles an hour, which is pretty Dang. Cool. Right? And uh, apparently Mel Gibson has this thing where he says he will give you $5 if you can tell him where there's a fake horse in this movie. Uh, you, I couldn't tell other than when the horse jumped out of the stable into the water. You remember what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. 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 That looked, fake, that looked fake as shit. That was a fake horse. I mean, how many horses did they use, man? Because there was like a gajillion of them getting hammered with the damn uh, spears. Pole. Yeah. I was like, man, I know they didn't use real horses, but it makes you wonder how many horses they actually used to film it. Yeah. I, I didn't get a number for that, but yeah, they were all mechanical, apparently. So here's a little nice little tidbit of information. The Battle of Sterling, which was the first battle, if I'm not mistaken, it took six weeks to film. They had roughly half a million feet of film, which equals right around 90 hours of film. And it was they were Damn. all of the sequence. Could you imagine? Like, this must be like a movie is three hours long. Could you imagine if they'd have made that shit longer? Man, uh... Ah, dang, that, that's some talent to string together 90 hours for one battle. That, that's crazy. I there, I think there's an extended edition of this movie that's like three and a half hours long. I'm curious if a majority of that is from this battle. Could be. Mm. I uh, mean, some of the battles I thought were pretty damn long. So, I mean, damn. Yeah, 90 hours. Jesus Christ. So here's the last little uh, fun fact I have for y'all, and then we'll jump into our general impressions. Brad Pitt, Daniel Day-Lewis, Liam Neeson, Christopher Lambert, uh, Jeff Bridges, and Robin Williams were all considered to play the role of William Wallace. So me personally, looking at that list, uh, Brad Pitt, no, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind Brad Pitt as an actor. I like a lot of movies that he's in, but I don't know if he fits that role. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis probably fits that role for me. You probably don't know who Dan Daniel Day-Lewis is, but he is a great actor, so I think he would have actually done pretty good in this role. Uh, Jeff Bridges, no. Robin Williams, why would the fuck was he ever considered for this role? Mm, I'm trying to... I don't know if Daniel Day-Lewis would have been a better choice. Do you know who that is? Yep. Motherfucker, I just looked it up. Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> yeah, dang. You probably hadn't even watched any of his movies. Well, I mean, I didn't have 30 minutes to, to go through it, but I'm just saying Mel Gibson was a good choice. Oh, yeah. And this yeah. guy's not... I'm not saying I would the actors. I'm saying out of that list that I just read, he'd probably be the best yeah. And I'm just telling you an overview. I don't, it doesn't pop out as like, oh, that movie he was in was so great. That's all I was saying. Right? This guy is edgy tonight. And 
you're so salty. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's on edge. Like he's this guy. This, this guy said, uh, "You don't even know who the hell that is." I'm like, man, I got Google. Well, no, you're not going to watch any of the movies that he's in. That's what I'm getting at, because they're not your kind of movies. That's not what you said. You said that uh, I didn't know who the hell he was. Because you don't. I just googled him. Apparently, I do know who he is. Oh, let me let me Google this random person. All of a sudden, I know all all about them. Ah, uh, damn! I didn't say I ate fucking barbecue with him. Well, that's what it fucking sounds like. Sounds like <laughs> fucking I don't his dick over here. <laughs> I know how he likes it in the shower. <laughs> I banged it. I banged his wife. I <laughs> goddamn. So yeah, that's all my fun facts. Uh, let's jump into general impressions of the movie, sir. I'll let you go first, man. Everybody knows how I feel about this movie. How'd you like it? First time watching. Man, I thought it was very good. Uh, some of the battle scenes, man, I, I found to be intense, grabbed my attention the whole time, and it just kept wanting more. It was very, very well choreographed fight scenes. Uh, I do like the uh, addition to the little love story. You know, he's trying to catch his bride and all that, you know. Uh, what's your, the damn, I can't think of the word. Uh like redemption, whatever. Revenge. Revenge. There we go. <laughs> Should have googled that one. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking know Daniel Day Lewis though. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker right here. I mean, it is totally a Mel Gibson movie. I mean, if it runs in line with the Patriot, it is really good. It has some, uh, they work the characters up very well for me. I, I you know, you, you kind of get to them. They have a little twist in the movie. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know this was based on true events. So I kind of thought he was going to live at the end. And then it's like, bam, he didn't. So Sport. overall, I thought it was good. And the, uh, the score to it was awesome. And I, I really enjoyed it. It, uh, I do want to point out one thing and you can continue on. I think. But- if you point out how great the score is, I think the score is amazing. Yes. I think this might be the first movie that you ever pointed out the score. Yeah, man, it just... You know, you get some of them and it's just in the background. This one was like... Hey. Like fucking it's like <laughs> It's like this sold me, man, on, the, on it because I was like, I am into this fucking fight now because he's got the damn Irish music playing and stuff. It, it just worked. So there are a bunch of things that you just mentioned right there that I do want to talk about. And I think the, the first thing that I want to talk about is the runtime. I think that's the, it's not an issue for me in this movie because I don't really feel shout out the three hours in this movie. Now, is it the exact same feeling as the Patriot? I don't think so. I think this movie is a little bit slower than the Patriot as far as the, the pacing goes. I think the Patriot is is perfect with the pacing. Like I didn't feel that two hours and forty five minutes whatsoever. This one, there was like one, maybe two scenes where I kind of looked down to see how much time I had left. So, but but I never hated any minute of this movie though. And I was thinking to myself while I was watching this, I was thinking, what could they cut from this movie 
to make it shorter. And I don't think there's anything that they can cut. What about you? No, you know, I almost thought to myself, this would have probably have benefited from being a miniseries and not a movie. So they could have added just a little bit more in depth on the fighting areas of it. But, but the pacing was good. I like you. I kind of, uh, compared it to the Patriot because it's, it's, kind of close to the same runtime and i felt like the uh, patriot went a lot smoother with no real lulls in it so yeah um you just mentioned that it would have been it would have been great as a miniseries i think this is the first war movie that we've watched and reviewed that i think maybe five ten minutes added on to the time would have actually helped the movie a little bit more. And that's not to say this movie is bad or anything like that, that, that it actually needs that five, 10 minutes, but there's a, there's a particular point in this movie where I wish that they would have had, you know, they would just let it breathe a little bit more and kind of dr- drawn out the scene a little bit more. And that was when Mirren died. I would have liked William Wall- Mel Gibson's William Wallace character to have seen to have seen her dead, you know, and to react. Yeah. I feel like that would have been a more powerful. It would have made the I mean, I don't know what you want to call it. The I call it the raid scene where they raid the the noble watchtower or whatever. Yeah. I feel like it would have made that scene more powerful, more emotional, more tense if we get to see him be angry and upset when he sees her dead. And then yeah, definitely. And then that whole watchtower scene, I mean, it happened. It was it was kind of like your sex life, you know? It just it just it just happened, you know? There was like nothing to it. Am I right? I'll continue on because I think I left you speechless. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, so, I would like to add the spot that I would like to have seen more is on the development of Angus. I, I don't know. I just didn't. Angus, you talking, talking about who we? You talking about? It was that uh, the the, the king that uh, betrayed him toward the yeah, end. Robert Bruce. I would have liked to learn the relationship between him and his father because his father's like, you know, I gave you this and sold uh, this and that so you could be a king. I would just like to, a little more background to understand his position and why he was so important. You know, apparently uh, in like Scottish history, Irish history, whatever, uh, Scottish history. Uh, Robert the Bruce is a like national hero. And apparently they hated how he was depicted in this movie because I I'm guessing they thought he was kind of like a little bitch in some of this, in some of the scenes, which he did come across as a little bit of a bitch and manipulate uh, and whatnot. He came across as a big old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently they did not like that part of him. But yeah, I, I can I can see what you're you're getting at with that. 
And I think, I mean, I said five, 10 minutes, but now that you brought him up, um, I mean, 10, 15 more minutes in this movie would have, would have gone a long way. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah, when, but- I, when I was specifically talking about the watchtower uh, scene, cause that thing just, he's, he's in there and he kills a couple of people. And then it shows him, you know, right there with the, uh, the noble Lord or whatever. And then like the next thing, you know, they're outside and he kills them. And it's like, well, that lasted like 10 seconds. That should have been, that scene should have been longer. We should have felt the more, we should have felt that tension and the, the, the pain behind him and whatnot, but we didn't quite get that enough in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. The other spot I would like to have seen more is, you know, after he gets uh, betrayed by that, uh, that guy we were just talking about. Yeah, Robert. I can't think of it. Uh, and you know, he starts going through and, and killing certain people. If we could have had a little bit more into that, mm-hmm. I'd have liked it. Yeah, man. That's I mean, why I just say, you know, it, it's already three hours. <laughs> what the fuck is 15 more minutes, you know? You know, why not do it? Like, but I, they didn't have really many series back then, I guess. Maybe that's why it never went that way. I don't know. But it, it's weird to have finally found a movie in this series that we're like, you know, I could have I done with a little bit more time with this movie. It's it, very it, rare that I ever say that. Right? This wasn't quite long enough. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have I have a lot of notes. I have a lot of notes on this movie. There's a lot of things that I do want to talk about with this movie. So I'm probably going to be jumping back and forth through a lot of things because my notes are jumbled up. Uh, the one thing that I do want to mention, we're, since we were just talking about the Watchtower, I do want to mention one last thing about the Watchtower. Uh, I love how you know William Wallace gets the, the, the noble dude at the, at the end of the raid. And he brings him out to where Mirren died. And he just doesn't give that dude a chance to say shit. He just killed him right there. He's just like, bloop. You know, I don't know if I even realized that was uh, where Mirren died. Oh, yeah. She died at the, not, not the stake, but, you know. Yeah, happened. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Which is also another thing that I want to talk about that scene. So, uh, obviously, this scene is really one of the pivotal points in the movie because obviously I have like several notes on this one scene when she's like looking out into the horizon, hoping that he shows back up to save her. I think it was such great acting and such great directing on everybody, like on Mel Gibson's part and her acting. Cause you can see the, like how she's so scared in that particular moment and how she's just like, she's like praying that he shows up. And when she realizes that he's not coming, the the dread that shows on her face when he kills her it's i think it was one it was one of my it's not one of my favorite scenes in the movie because obviously it's kind of a shitty shitty part of the movie like shitty moment but i think it's a i think it's one of the best scenes in the movie because it it they do a lot with just facial expressions and it's not really words yeah it's a very powerful scene to have no dialogue at all but I, I agree with you 100%, man. You, you see the uh, desperation and then, you know, regret toward the end of it. it. It's a great, great scene with no talking in it. So, so 
I kind of want to keep going off of this this whole Mirren's death because again, this is this is what sets the stage for the three hour movie that you you embark on is this one little moment. What do you think about the second love scene between him and uh, the princess? It was not I. The way I took when he was with Mirren, it was all steamy and hot. And I was like, oh, man, them two are, like, going to bang each other to death. And then when it comes to the, the princess, it's kind of just like, wow, you're kind of hot. Uh, let's do this. So what you're saying is he made love to Mirren and he just had sex with the other girl. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it made it out because, you know, it shows the kissing and the undressing part of it. And you're like, well, look at this. And then it goes to the, uh, the princess and it's, it, it's totally a different vibe. And then the scene lasts like significantly less time than the other one, because it shows them like, it doesn't actually show them un- like doing anything. It just shows them like the, the facial expressions. And you're like, Oh yeah, they about to fuck totally about to. And then it just cuts to them leaving. But I will say one thing. William Wallace, play a status. Motherfucking P-I-M-P. Well, real. Dude, just straight up. Uh, I'm a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so here's why I bring that up. My, that's why I asked you that question. I feel like like I understand it what happens in the end of the movie this the second love scene really helps that scene out you know when she's in the um, the torture chamber and she's trying to plead with him to to beg for mercy and to give him the the little pain medication so he doesn't feel anything this scene obviously helps that and I don't know if they like if you don't have this scene this this sex scene this love scene whatever you want to call it I don't think that scene is as as great as it is. But to me, the way he acts throughout this movie is, and when he even says, he says, I will love no one other than you to Mirren. This whole thing is about Mirren. And then you go yeah. out and bang another chick. Like it, it kind of, it feels like it's undermining the whole, the whole reason that they're even doing this. You know, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I seen them two getting in love, or she was in love, because she was just damn smitten with that guy from their first meeting. And I'm not going to lie, man. I thought she was going to help break them free, and them two were going to, like, get together at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. But I never never read, you know, the the synopsis of the movie, and apparently that would have told me I was a dumbass for thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to, we're going to get to the end. I want, I want to talk about the end uh, a little bit later, you know, towards the end of this review, obviously, because I absolutely love the ending in this movie. Uh, what, what, are, what are some of your favorite scenes in this movie, sir? One of my favorite, man, is when he's uh, going after those, uh, after he got betrayed, he's in the cabin and he comes, he busts through the door on the horse, and then he swings that metal ball and just smokes that dude in the face. In the face! In the face! And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, for 1995, it's 
sure did show his damn skull getting smashed in. So another fun fact, this movie was going to get, uh, it, it never got officially an N- NC-17 rating, but they were afraid that they were going to get that rating because of how violent the movie is. And Mel Gibson had to actually go back into every scene himself and cut a bunch of stuff to make it less violent to get that R rating. Wow. So, I mean, the movie that- is pretty violent. I, I think at times... Now, th- there are a couple of scenes here and there that it gets really violent compared to the rest of the movie. But I feel like it never reaches the violence that gets in The Patriot. What, what do you think? Or do you think... This yeah, movie- there's... It definitely doesn't touch the same areas that the Patriot did in violence. I almost think this movie could have uh, benefited from a little bit more. I, I wouldn't have minded seeing it. Did you just get in there, uh, their legs chopped off, and old William Wallace just chopping dudes' heads off left and right? I'm like, God damn. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, you know, one of my favorite parts that was very inspirational was his, you know, famous you can uh, take my life, but you can't take my freedom. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The That old speech, man. I was like, should I? I'm ready to go fight with him. <laughs> let's fucking do it, man. Let's go, win. let's go win this freedom real quick. Oh, wait, they already have their freedom. Well, I want to fucking do it again because that's fucking got me pumped. Yeah, because, you know, we always talk about the one-liners that just get us pumped in a movie. And that was like a 20-liner that got me pumped. <laughs> right? That whole speech is is just full of iconic lines. Just iconic lines. Another really great quote in this movie is, uh, I got wrote down, every man dies, not every man really lives. I was like, God damn, dude. Some fucking philosophical shit up in here. For real, man. That, yeah, and... You know, now that you're on those philosophicals, there was such a great underlying message I took away from this movie. And it, it's more towards uh, when he had, uh, shit, what is that dude's name? Why do I keep forgetting Robert that? Burns. Yeah, the Angus. When he agrees to bring the soldiers to the battlefield and uh wallace thinks that he's going to do it but then he just turns around and leaves Mm -hmm. because he made a deal with england and it just reminds me everybody dicks the other guy over when if they worked together they would have had more so instead of having that little piece of land that he got and they still under the rule of england if he would have just fought with wallace he would have had freedom and all of the land yep so actually he never showed up on the battlefield. I think you might be talking about the other guys. Because uh Robert was the uh I don't know the the, the pole dude. The pole dude that rides on the uh I can't fucking think of the, the javelin guys. You know yeah, because uh yeah, because him and Wallace square off and that's when he finds out that it was the Angus guy. Yeah, Robert. <laughs> Is it not Angus at all? That's his fucking real name. <laughs> That's the actor's name. <laughs> I'm like, this dude just keeps saying the actor's name. <laughs> I was wondering why you kept saying Robert over and over. I, mean, I was like, what the, what does this guy get hung up on Robert for? <laughs> That's his fucking character's name. <laughs> uh, damn. 
So yeah, uh, speaking of that scene, that's actually a really, really great scene. In my opinion, it's one of the best in the movie is when, you know, they're both riding on their horseback towards each other and they're doing this showdown and, you know, they collide with each other and William Wallace, you know, goes to kill, kill him when he gets on the ground and he pulls off the, the helmet and he realizes it's Robert. And it was such great acting right then and there, because again, a lot of the best acting in this movie is no words were spoken. There were no words in the course of this entire scene. It was all facial expressions and acting. The the look of betrayal on Mel Gibson's face was was awesome. Like you just looked at him and you're like, oh, dude, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Dude, I can't even add anything to that because you were 100% right. I I thought that was... I, it was actually better than when uh, Mira died. I 100% agree with you. Because you felt every last emotion that uh, Wallace had on his face at that time. I was like, damn. And then he even he even brings it up in like the next scene, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Robert does. He's like, the look on his face when he found out that I betrayed him. I was like, I know, dude. We all fucking felt it. Yeah, you were a bitch. <laughs> you fucked up, sir. Yes, sir. So let me ask you this. William Wallace gets that that final uh, meeting with the nobles. You know, where he where where Robert finally agrees to support him and, and whatnot. And he, he's walking into that little fortress area. I don't know. He he told his his guys. William Wallace told his guys that. You know, it was he only wanted to go alone and and whatnot, and they told him it was a trap, and he said, "Yeah, probably, uh, but I have to try." I'm wondering if he like he knew it was a trap, but he didn't like he felt like if he did get captured, that would be the way to unite everybody. I'm I'm curious if that's what that meant. Now I'm curious to know what your opinion is on it. It has to be that because uh, this dude has like is very intelligent, speaks three languages, and has been one step ahead a good portion of the movie. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "And eh, we'll see what happens." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "No, he." I, I truly believe he knew he was going to get captured, and he wanted to get captured. Unless he thought that was the only way to get everybody to the castle, because. And right before he was to be put to death, you know, it'd be like one of those jump in and everybody just starts whipping ass. See, I don't even know if he even wanted that because at the end of the movie, you know, he all the people are united against England. And that was what his sole purpose was, was to unite everybody. And it was his death. Maybe he thought, maybe he was like foreshadowing something and he was like, well, if I fucking die here, then, you know, maybe that will unite everybody. But how fucked up would he? How, how pissed do you think he'd be if, like, he's in heaven looking down and nobody gets united after he dies? Oh, motherfucker. That's some bullshit. You know, whenever they're torturing him, they, he has his two buddies in, in the crowd. And I'm like, oh, when the fuck are they going to jump in? Why are they watching this? Yeah, I think it was probably like one of those hopeless 
situations. Like they weren't going to save him regardless of if they tried or not. And I don't even uh, think, okay. I don't think like them thinking, well, he would want us to save him anyways. Yeah. Well, I got a question. What was the deal with uh, Robert and his father? What the hell did his father have, man? He looked like he had a bunch of damn wolf pussy on his face. I didn't even know what the hell he was dying from. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I have no idea. And I think, to your credit, when you mentioned earlier, I think, you know, an extra five, ten minutes going into the backstory of, of them would have really helped that. Because why is his face fucked up? It's fucked up for a reason. And then the uh, long shank is dying i mean does he have tb that's the only thing he's coughing every damn where i'm like either and then it gets toward the end and it's all a wet cough i'm like well damn does this guy have chf what what the hell is he doing over there i i i was not thinking of tb at the time but i was thinking of pneumonia uh but i I love i love how uh old, old princess girl she, she finds out that he can't speak anymore, so she's, like, right up in his ear, and she's like, there's a baby inside me, and it's not your son's. And I was like, damn, savage. <laughs> <laughs> she just told she just told her father-in-law that she fucked some other dude, and it's not, it's, it's, it's his baby. The, how did the son not, how did the son not hear that, though? I know, he's over, he's over there, like, trying to listen in on her. I'm like, bro, she's kind of speaking loud. How, how do you not hear that? Yeah, for real. But what was the the relationship between the king and the son? Because the king didn't seem to like his son at all. He fucking uh, hated long him. See, I'm, yeah, I'm, it, I I saw a bunch of uh, fun facts and or not fun facts. I, I don't know. It was it was some trivia stuff that had mentioned that they had played his son more of a like a gay character than than he was supposed to be. I'm not I'm not entirely sure about that. Maybe that has something to do with why he hated him. Uh, to me, it feels like the son was like, he never had the balls to do anything. And that's what really pissed off the King was, well, he doesn't have the balls to, to do this or the balls to do that. So he's just a big old, just a big old ween. Why did the King hate that, uh, Isabel so much? Uh, I never understood that. I think because she was from a different country. I think that's the only reason. Because she came. Okay, that's what I. That's what I thought France, at right? first, but I was like, "Well, I don't know what the hell." Didn't she come from France? Yeah, she was French. Yeah, so I think that's because uh, he was trying to get uh, what uh, a union with them, allied with them, and uh, I think that's the only reason they they got married. So he 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 had no reason to like her other than that. Ah, all right. That's what I was tracking with, but I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss nothing. So, um, just a couple more things I do want to mention, uh, things I loved about the movie, and then we'll jump into that final ending, and then we'll give you our final scores. Uh, do you know what a wall of death is, sir? I do not. So you, you've seen it several times in, in the battle scenes in a like a metal concert a wall of death is like you know what mosh mosh pit is right yeah so a wall of death is i got a metal concert 
it's when a group of the people get on one side of the venue and then the other group gets on the other side. And then when the band says go, they all run towards each other and they clash into each other. And they do that during the battle scenes where they're just running toward each other and they just clash like that. And I don't know, maybe it's the metal fan to me, but I absolutely love those scenes that the, the wall of death, I, I'm, I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what it's called in metal metal world. And that's why I attribute it to, but I love those scenes in the, in the battle, in the battle sequences. No, my, my favorite one was whenever it was a uh, Wallace's army and they were running and they got to each other and then they started shaking hands and hugging. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, that was pretty cool. I was like, Oh, I totally unexpected. You got me. Right. Um, just so many great moments in this movie. Just so many great. Like there's, it was, it, it was good. Really not, there's legit not a scene in here that I do not like. Yeah, I definitely would have benefited if I could have watched it all in one sitting, though. Because I think I lost a little bit because I'd watch 30 minutes and then had to go do something else. You know, it was just broken up too much. Yeah, I watched it over two sittings. So mine was pretty compact, but I've seen the movie a hundred times before, so I already knew yeah, what do you know what do you know what xenophobia is? Xenophobia. Uh not off the top of my head. It ah, uh, I feel like I've heard this word before. Yeah, it's I had to uh to Google it. It was uh you hate uh people from other countries. Okay. And you know, this was this movie was uh slammed as being a xenophobic movie. Really? And I not one time did I, while I watched this, been like, man, them sons of bitches in English, I just don't like them sons of bitches no more. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see where they were tracking with that. Yeah, they, like, he doesn't care about them. He just cares about them ruling them. That's his, that's his biggest thing. He just doesn't want to uh, be ruled by another country. He wants his freedom. I don't, yeah, I, mean, I, I don't feel like this being a xenophobe at that point. Yeah, that's what I, I you know, they like to throw around those phobia words all the damn time. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's very true. That's very true. But the, you know, you're not talking about the ending yet, are you? Uh, I did want to mention that uh, just the general things, The I think the the script, the writing, the dialogue was great. I think the the acting, there's not really any character or any actor in here that did bad. I think Mel Gibson, other than his accent, uh, did fantastic in this movie. And it's one of his, his best movies, other than the accent. I 100% agree, sir. This was definitely... A great Mel Gibson show. So yeah, I think that's just the last little general things that I want to say about the movie before we talk about the ending, which to me is one of the all-time greatest endings in any movie. Yeah, so mine's right before. When are you starting your ending? I'm thinking from when he's about to get uh, killed. Okay, technically that is the absolute ending of the movie. I consider it from the 40, what, so what, what is this? Uh, two hours and 20 minute mark to the very end. 
it the to me the ending is when he gets captured and then that's the final the final part of the movie yeah i, I i'll go with that i so just yeah, didn't what, want to make sure what i was going to say was considered the, the middle or something no no so yeah when he gets captured until the very end of the movie the credits is to me the the ending of the movie and i think it's one of the i didn't realize how long that ending was when it when i started watching it this time because i mean before i would just watch the movie i wouldn't give a shit how long the movie was you know but now i'm watching the movie and i'm like two hours and 20 minutes and he gets captured jesus what what the hell do they do for 40 more minutes yeah, but you know that for some odd reason that last forty minutes went by very quick. It did. It did. It was. It was paced phenomenally. Yes. Yes. And it had the most. I don't know. It was. We've had very good, powerful scenes with no dialogue, and when his last words are yelling at the top of his lung, "Freedom," I was like, "Hell yes." Just a great way to cap off that movie. To be that was man. To have that be his final thing that he says. Yeah, I don't think it could have ended any better for the way they uh, had him go like that. That that was man. That was just perfect. I just I love the the character development there because this whole movie he's been all about freedom, and even when his life is on the line. You know, he knows he's about to die. He knows that if he does not recant and if he doesn't beg for mercy, he is going to put be put through so much pain. But he sticks with his morals, sticks with his beliefs that everyone deserves freedom. To me, it is what makes that ending so amazing. Yeah, and it pretty much ties the whole movie in because, you know, you've seen uh, Robert, buckle to the nobles and mm -hmm. and this whole time this guy stays on course so like you said till he knows he's gonna die and he's still fighting for freedom and then i love the little touch of him holding you know what what, what are the, the little the little uh not handkerchief but the thing from his wife yeah 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 they and, i mean and then it tied into uh what's his face uh, Robert having it at the end, it was in his little sleeve. Yep. So William Wallace is carried on from there on with that little, the little, little memento. Hell yeah. And he, and he got a little uh, bread in the oven. Wait, what? He banged the princess. Oh, yeah. Chick. I thought you were talking about Robert. <laughs> I was like, what, what <laughs> fucking movie did you watch? <laughs> <laughs> I watched the uh, the brave the brave heart uh, the brave boner uh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was part of the extended edition. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, so Josh and I used to be, or I, I used to be, really big into Dave Ramsey. And if y'all are out there and you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, he's the the financial guru and I don't want to get on here and talk talking about financial shit because that's not what this podcast is for and I don't really want to talk about it at nine o'clock at night but his thing is when you get debt free you get the debt free scream which is Mel Gibson yelling freedom like he does in Braveheart now Josh got me into into Dave Ramsey and 
what, 10, 12 years that we've been listening to him. And then you finally, you finally see the movie that that part is in. How did, how did you feel? Like, did it, did it like bring everything full circle or, or what's the deal? Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like, damn, I didn't know that was part of a movie this whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's full circle for Dave Ramsey thing. I just thought it was a cool thing. Yeah. But I do believe the freedom line like tied this whole movie together and was like, man, any guy with that such, I can't think of the word now, uh, conviction mm-hmm. that his final words is the same thing he's been fighting for for his whole uh, adult life. It, it was great. It was, it was fantastic. And then, you know, at the very end, everybody's united and his best friend, his childhood friend goes out there and throws his sword onto the battlefield. And I'm, I'm curious to know how many takes it took for them to nail that scene. <laughs> because I feel yeah, like, what was, I feel like if I threw the sword, it would just land in the dirt. What was the purpose of his sword being thrown onto the battlefield? I, I didn't I, quite get that. I think that was just a celebration thing. Like, uh, this is for for William Wallace, and he just throws it. It lands, you know, perfectly in the ground. It's almost kind of like a uh, not a burial, but like uh, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. That to me, that's how that's how it came across. Yeah, I was like, I'd, is this turning into a sword and a stone over here? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, ultimately, uh, I love this movie it's one of my favorite movies of all time uh i've been watching this movie since i was growing up so this isn't like some war movie that i just picked up and decided to watch it this has been engraved in my life since i was a a young lad (laughs) this guy didn't just do it (laughs) i brought this i brought the shit full circle sir (laughs) whoa (laughs) i give this movie five stars I think it's absolutely perfect. I think it's one of the rare movies that I think that is significantly is is really long in runtime and it could still benefit. Like I still want more, you know? It's 3 hours long and I still want more of the of these characters. I still want more of this world. I want more of that that amazing score. Uh I I just want more. I this this was Game of Thrones before Game Game of Thrones was a thing. In my and opinion. before they dicked it up with all the monsters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and whatever. So, yeah, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that, but whatever. What yeah, about you? you know, you're, what do you rate this? Man, I'm gonna give this a five. It was a very good movie. Uh, some of the best acting I've seen uh, lately. It, it was really good. It had good messages through it. I mean, everything. The storyline just works. It uh you know, picks up from the, the beginning and then it just makes that full circle. Everything just ties in. It, it's really good. At, it, it's long, but, you know, like you said earlier, you kind of just want some more. That's why I mentioned a miniseries would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. But I do believe I crippled myself by watching it not all at once. I wish I'd have done that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with you, sir. I think this is. I mean, am I gonna watch? Am I gonna watch this movie? You know, three, four times a year? No, I'm not gonna do that. 
like once a year. Yes. Uh, I, I think it's definitely, can I sit there and watch this movie in one city? Yes, I can. I just don't have the time to do it in one sitting, just like you. So I, I think if you have three hours to carve out of your life, I think this is definitely a movie worth checking out. And it's $15 on Vudu currently for digital, or you can spend $25 and get Braveheart and Gladiator. Or you could watch it free on Prime. Oh, Braveheart, yes. I don't think Gladiator's on Prime, is it? Uh, I don't think I've ever watched that, sir. Well, you never fucking seen Gladiator? <laughs> yes, I am Gladiator. Motherfucker right here. I'd have to look at it, man. I'd have to look at it. Uh... Russell Crowe. I can't remember if I'd seen that one or not. And Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, then no, I had not seen that one. Oh, okay. All right. So I feel like we need to push uh, Rambo in review back one week, and we need to watch Gladiator. Because I think Gladiator is right up your fucking alley. Well, how, how comparable is it to Spartacus? Uh, in what way? Uh, like action and just all around good. There's nothing. No, Gladiator is one of the best movies of all time. Like just from a from a general audience score and whatnot, everybody loves Gladiator. Russell Crowe, that's probably his best movie. Oh shit! All right, let's watch it then. Uh, it's got great acting. It's got great directing. I mean, every, it, it's it's comparable to Braveheart, in my opinion. All right. Well, I really want to watch Rambo, so can we do Rambo first? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're definitely doing Gladiator because I think that is 100% a movie that you would like. All right. I'll mark it down. So, yeah, Gladiator. Oh, man, that's such a fucking good movie. Uh, as far as, like, sex and all that, uh, it doesn't have all that in there, sir. So you're not going to see, like, titties and dicks. Why would you say dicks? Why wouldn't I say dicks? I mean, I don't go into a movie hoping I see a wiener. <laughs> but you see <laughs> which you see a lot of wieners in. <laughs> I didn't say I like Spartacus because they had wieners in it. I just like the movie. <laughs> hey, man. This guy acts like I rewind the part with the wiener popping out. <laughs> it's kind of like the birthday scene from Under Siege. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like in Spartacus when they're like, hmm. He has a horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter's cock, you're big. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> That's what the scene. That oh, that's epic. I couldn't think of the stone. That's epic. <laughs> My new mission this week is to use the word Jupiter's cock in some form of conversation that I have. <laughs> You need to say that shit to Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, guys. Uh, we both give it five stars, $15 on Voodoo, or you can watch it free on Amazon Prime currently. I think it's one of the best movies of all time. Definitely go check it out. Uh, next week, the final episode as a part of our War Movies in Review series, that is our top 10 
rankings of the war movies that we watched throughout the entire month. And we give you our top 10 favorite war movies. I am super excited to talk about just all the different war movies that Josh and I have watched together. And uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be any surprise by my top four, maybe top five. Everything else is kind of iffy on. You know, now that I put this like, like I put my list together, it's like, you know, 10 through six. I'm like, yeah, I know what's going there. But it's hard to distinguish which one's going to be five through one because, I mean, five through one are all good movies. They're the uh, the cream of the crop, as they say, sir. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go through there and nitpick it down to why it would get into, you know, the top spot instead of a lower spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I'm super excited to do that. That's going to be next week, guys. So y'all be ready. And uh, y'all have your top 10 ready. And you let us know on Facebook or through our Patreon or text me, whatever. Let me know what your top 10 favorite war movies of all time. Who knows? Maybe I'll read it on the podcast. And uh, we'll rate and see how wrong you are compared to ours. But there's that. (laughs) (laughs) Great advertising right there, right? I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, dude, I appreciate you uh, joining me for this review. Uh, thank you all for clicking on us and uh, giving us a shot. Let us know what you think about Braveheart, and we will catch you all next week on our final episode of War Movies in Review. Y'all take it easy. Later. <laughs>